Welcome to the podcast of Herbal Tales about the history, symbolism, and use of plants. My name is Annette Breure, and I am a Dutch storyteller. I am trained as an Arabic scholar in Arabic languages and cultures, especially literature. So stories were already for a long, long time my favorite subject. And um, also as a child, I've been already loving plants a lot or having a lot of attention uh, to plants. And now I telling mostly about plants <laughs> but also their role in culture not only northwestern European culture um, the region I am based but also stories from all over the world I love to um, combine those and connect those um, to see our culture as a human being beings as a human species globally and um, it is so that many plants grow on various continents and they don't bother about um, borders so that's a nice thing about plants I think one of the nice many nice things about plants this episode I will tell about a dandelion and a dandelion I have some stories about a dandelion also more biological information that mostly I got from a one of the very few dandelion specialists a botanist um, in the world because there are not so many and this one his name is Karst Meyer and he's a Dutch man a Frisian man and um, I've been talking with him for my Dutch language podcast so what I'm doing here I'm kind of translating uh, pieces of the conversation I had with him for the Dutch language podcast of Herbal Tales called Planten Verhalen and also adding the stories um, I'll start with an origin story of the dandelion it is a story as told by the Kerki indigenous people North America. Once upon a time, when the world was still young, there was a lady who fell in love with this most beautiful being in the skies with the sun. At least she thought it was the most beautiful, the most brilliant being in the world and its surroundings. The lady was standing and sitting and lying sometimes on the field under the sun, always looking up to him, admiring him. But the sun, he didn't even notice her. He was too busy shining. But time went by 
and the lady grew old. She didn't stop admiring the sun. She was always there in that field looking up to him. And although time passed by, she kept loving him. But she grew thin and skinny. Her bones visible under her skin. And her long hair that had been reflecting, shining so beautifully the light of the sun now was gray and also thinning. And there came a day that the wind just took her with her easily because she had become so light, almost weightless. She was carried away by the wind. And at that moment, the sun felt he was missing something. But what was it? First, he didn't realize what it was. He just felt some empty space. And then he saw the field. He looked down to the field and he saw it was empty. Where was actually that lady that had always been there admiring him? He kind of missed her, he had to admit. So he asked the creator, he asked the creator where the lady had gone. And he explained to the son, well, she'd grown so old and thin that the wind just carried her away. Oh, can't you do something about it? Can't you bring her back? I kind of miss her, you know. But the creator answered, no, it was too late. It was not possible to bring her back. But a few of those long gray hairs, a few of those long gray hairs were still in the wind, in the, in the air, drifting. And what I can do, the creator said, is attach some seeds to those hairs and where they land on the earth, flowers will grow that will admire you, O oh sun. The sun admiring flowers were the dandelions. dandelion specialist and botanist Karst Meyer told me that at first the Europeans thought that they had brought the dandelions to the American continent but after research it has been clear also <laughs> not only biological research but also ethnobotanical and anthrop uh, anthropological research that the dandelion has been there on the American continent also for a long time and is part of the culture of the people has been used by many people as well and um, but there are not many people in America uh, like uh, sci scientists that research the dandelion species endemic to America and um, thus Karst Meyer has received also um, 
collections of dandelions collected in North America to research. He receives collections from all over the world to, uh, to, to research and he initiated a um, private herbarium herbarium frisicum of which the link to the website I will put in the description of this episode if you're curious you can read a little bit more about it and Karst he told me how it all started for him researching dandelions the official name of dandelion is taraxacum and he it has for me it has been really revealing uh, my conversation with him how many different species of taraxacum there are because normally when we look at, at a dandelion we see the yellow flower the leaves like these pointy leaves like lion's teeth right that's why it's called in English dandelion although they can be quite rounded as well, especially when they're younger or it depends a little bit on what kind of soil they grow. But um, the Taraxacum officinalis is like the normal dandelion, the, the one that is called officinalis because it has been available in the pharma uh, pharmacies because of the medicinal properties and the use of it um, for various reasons to which I will come back later. But Car as Karst told me, the Taraxacum of Asinalis actually doesn't exist. That, that is not, that is too broad a name or a term that's being used, but actually there are many species. Um, and for him it all started when he met Piet Osterwald. And that man went for research to the Arctic regions. And there, well, it has been a very exciting story because in the end he was um, also attacked by a polar bear and um, heavily wounded. And uh, But when he came back from that expedition, Karst met him and he also had uh, researched the Arctic dandelion, the Taraxacum arcticum, and that's a white flowering dandelion, for example, as an example of one of the other species. But as Karst is based in the Netherlands, in the north of the Netherlands, of course he's researching also mostly the dandelion species growing there, but already those are also very many. In the Netherlands alone are already over 250 different species described and globally there are about 4,000 species being described. Described doesn't mean that, there, that, that, that that's the amount of species that exist, probably many more, but they just haven't been um, recognized or described about the use of the dandelion, you know, I can I can say some things about that. I'm not a, a doctor or a medicinal or herbalist even, but I can tell you from an historical and cultural perspective what the plant has been used for traditionally. 
and、um, the name also shows it because in French, the French name for dandelion is pisonlit, which means pea in the bed, and it refers to the use of the dandelion to stimulate well. The liquids in the body to flow out, so you would go pee a bit more quicker than you would、uh, without taking dandelion. So, what is usually being used is a herbal tea, a herbal tea steeped from dandelion、um, root. It can be, but we could also we can also eat the flowers and the leaves. And、uh, the leaves maybe have a little bit of bitterness in them, but that's、um, a trick: is to let them grow under the earth, so it also bleaches the leaves. The leaves will grow but stay white instead of green, and then also、uh, are sweeter actually to eat in a salad, for example. The flowers we can eat, and I asked a、uh, Karstmeier. If there's any difference in the taste between different dandelion species, and he told me actually that's a very interesting would be an interesting research subject. It hasn't been researched so far, but、um, he might organize an event on this、uh, to try different dandelion species during the national. Day of the dandelion in the Netherlands, which will be the last Sunday of April two thousand and twenty-one. It's a day he is organizing together with some other organizations to raise awareness about the importance and the value of dandelions. I think it's an amazing initiative, and I'm certainly going to do my best to be there. Maybe tell some dandelion stories as well. Share something about that side of the dandelion, and、um, yeah, I、um, usually I do use the roots of the dandelion. Sometimes I、uh, chop them up, of course, clean them, chop them up, roast them, and then steep a tea from them. I kind of like it, and、uh, people call it a substitute substitute for coffee. Um, well, I have to say, I keep drinking normal like co-ca-、uh, <laughs> coffee,、uh, arabica as well.、Um, I didn't totally replace it by dandelion or sikari or、uh, oak, but、um, now and then I like the taste of it.、Um, other uses of dandelion are quite. Uh, well, not a very domestic use, maybe, but the dandelion has been used to make、uh, latex. Actually, in the past,、um, a specific species of dandelion, which is the taraxa, the taraxacum,、um, which one was it again? It's a Russian species. Kazakhstanica or something like that. I'll look it up for you. And but such traditional uses sometimes come back in times of scarcity.、Uh, for example, this this use of the dandelion、uh, juice, the latex from the dandelion to make latex for for、um, wheels for tires from、um, well. 
for transport, you know. Uh, it has been used again during the Second World War when there was a scarcity in the latex from the latex tree, you know. So in that kind of situation, sometimes traditional uses are being are having a comeback. So I've been reading about a dandelion also a lot, and um, in the roots there is inulin, a chemical that actually helps people with diabetes to lower the blood sugar uh, levels in the in the blood. And also, it is said that dandelion contains more vitamin A than carrots, for, for example. And apart from vitamin A, there's also vitamins B, C and D in the dandelions. So they contain a lot that can could be beneficial for us, actually. And, um, well, it is said that it's really a spring herb that could help cleanse the body, you know, make a, like after winter, cleanse the body, make a new start, a big cleaning of spring. And a yellow color of the dandelion, according to the... Um, teachings of the signature of plants it refers to the effect of the dandelion on the liver so it stimulates the um, the liver and in that way it, it cleanses the body and the official name taraxacum has to do with the eyes because it has been believed or said that it's good for the eyes the dandelion and that may be in a bit of an indirect way, as the body is complex as well, of course. So maybe because of the stimulation of the liver, the eyes also improve, you know. It's an amazing plant, a dandelion, actually. You can, like, use all parts of it. I've seen beautiful, beautiful baskets woven from the stems of dandelion as well that really inspired me to try it out myself i'm not a very skilled weaver but yeah it can be done and it's it has a beautiful shine to it so drawing the stems first and then before weaving soaking them for a little bit to be able to more to be flexible again to not break during the weaving process so it's uh, fun to do as well with the dandelion then Kars told me that one of the differences between the species also is you have what he calls sexual species and non-sexual species or that is to say there are species that can make seeds without needing to be fertilized by insects for example to be pollinated by insects and, um, and others that do need that um, but they're in general, they're very um, good flowers, good plants for the biodiversity because they bloom for quite a long time, early 
spring until very late in the year as well and a lot of bees and other insects can you know use them to feed on them and in the Netherlands we have a species that's a swamp swamp um, dandelion that grows in very marshy areas and that one is one of the rare species that actually just recently have been discovered and people have be become more aware of thanks to you know Karst Meyer and his research and the volunteers he works with as well they organize each year a hunt for the swampy dandelions in specific regions where they're supposed to grow and to see if they still come back each year or not how they're doing and he recalled also his childhood when he was living in uh, Friesland he still does but at that time he said the fields in April were all yellow and when you were going through them driving um, with your car and you came home your car was also yellow <laughs> from the pollen you can't imagine that anymore because nowadays the fields are green a lot is being mowed of course and there's some maybe some dandelions just at the side of it but definitely not so many as that your car would get yellow from the pollen it's a beautiful image he used there yeah times change and uh, apparently for the dandelion not really for the better but let's hope that witty this initiative of the National Day of the Dandelion and the spreading of this kind of information about all the different species there are, their importance for the biodiversity and all the useful components they have in them also for our own health and use that, um, well, they will have a brighter future. And actually the thing is also a shift of perspective sometimes because if the dandelion wouldn't grow so much, it wouldn't be such a common plant, then probably it would have been a plant that would be looked after, maybe purchased even, and, you know, planted as an ornamental plant in gardens. Because isn't the flower that, that vibrant yellow, isn't it beautiful? And then you know the the, the the very light seeds the state of the seeds and to be able to blow that it's it's a beautiful plant actually then the dandelion has apart from its uses and biological sides also a very beautiful symbolism in various cultures you know as i said in the beginning uh, plants don't care about borders and it's very interesting to see that the symbolism sometimes from asia to europe to america is more or less the same or also the use because it's of course related to the property properties of the plants so that unites it all i'd like to finish with the last story of the dandelion and this story plays in a city.
a city where on one of the many pieces of grass one of those fields small pieces of grass where a lot of people come during the day early morning late afternoon after work to let out their dogs so many people that step on the plants that grow there and there is a dandelion growing on this piece of grass she's being stepped upon many times and also being peed upon many times by small dogs by bigger dogs small peas and bigger peas and there came a day that this dandelion was making her seeds her flower transformed into the seeds her babies and she was noticing that her babies her children were all excited talking with each other chatting with each other about the journey journey that was ahead of them because if the wind would start to become stronger some breeze would come or somebody would blow them away they would start this journey to another place and where they would land they would have a different view on the world you know and they were all talking about the adventures they were going to live but the mom dandelion said children don't be too excited you're just dandelions don't expect too much of life because where these flowers are being peed upon all the time and we live in a city you probably just end up on the other side of this piece of grass and have the same life as I'm having already for all of my life being stepped upon and peed upon all day long but children as most children don't listen too much to their parents and I maybe that's a good thing so they kept being as enthusiastic as before except for one seedling that one was influenced by the words of her mother and got depressed you know got at least pessimistic about her future not looking forward to it at all and the seeds were trying to hold on to each other waiting for the wind because they would like to make that journey together but although they were holding on as as firm as they could the wind was stronger and blew them apart and this one seedling the sad seedling was flying 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 high above the city seeing the canals and the trees and the streets and the cars from above and in the evening the wind became less and the seedling started to come down closer and closer to the earth again and she was looking down and she saw oh it's it's a street where i'm going to land i don't see any earth actually i don't see any green it's all all concrete down there she was afraid and sad how could she live there but then just 
before she landed, some wind was there to blow her exactly in the crack in the street. There she landed and she looked around seeing the windows in the facades of the houses. There were no front gardens, nothing green and the windows just looked like hollow eyes. All grey around her it was. But what choice did she have? She was there in the crack and she just started to root and grow her leaves around her, growing her stem up, up, her flower. And quite soon after the flower, already she was making her seeds. Because what should she wait for? Then, when she was having her seeds, her children, she noticed that they, like she and her brothers and sisters before, were chatting enthusiastically, full of expectation for the future, for a journey, for the adventures they would live, all the things they would get to see. And she thought back to the words of her mother that her mother had spoken before to them. And she thought, I'm not going to say anything because I've been after those words said all my life. And ignorance is bliss. Let my children be happy at least for this moment, as long as it will last. She kept silent and waiting for the wind to start to blow stronger and carry her children away. She heard steps. Steps and a crying baby. And the mother who was carrying the baby was singing, trying to hum a tune to the baby to console it. But the baby kept crying. And the steps were coming closer and the crying as well. And then when they were really close, she felt that they were holding still. And then she was being picked up by the mother. And when she was there, suspended in the air, before the mother's and the baby's face, the baby was becoming silent. And the moment that the warm breath of the mother blew her children away from her, she was happy because she realized that she and her species, the dandelion, were the symbol of hope for the future and wishes for the future for many, many people.
thank you for listening to this Herbal Tales podcast episode on the Dandelion. I hope you enjoyed and if you would like to support this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to it, following it and sharing it with friends as well. And if you're interested in what I'm doing with Herbal Tales also on events and um, connecting all these pieces of information on plants, both historical, um, ethnobotanical, but also cultural and folklore and biological as well, have a look at my website as well, www.herbaltales.com English. Also, in the description of this episode, I also put a link to the website of Karst Meyer, the dandelion specialist. Again, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye.